0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Keith Corbin, thank you for an amazing interview. I, uh, I got lost a couple of times just listening to you tell stories. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'll just start the interview by saying and confessing that we couldn't come from two different worlds. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, you grew up in the streets of Watts. Mm-hmm. You said your world was two and a half miles big.
1: Two and a half is the stretch. Yeah. 2.25. <laughs> <laughs> um, And
2: then there was so much that you had to know and be aware of to survive in your world. I really, as the person I grew up, I feel like I was dull. You know, like yeah. you said, some people were dull. I'm like, I am still dull. <laughs> I don't, I don't translate that language. You know, like what does he mean by that when he's saying this mm-hmm. and that but I do love food I love restaurants I've worked in restaurants my whole life I loved Anthony Bourdain because he told the real stories about mm-hmm. what happened in kitchens um, like the bear and the bear, oh, the bear. And- we that love was, the Vera. Yeah, that was another one. So Keith Corbain runs a really famous restaurant, we'll say now, that mm-hmm. serves California's southern soul food. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the south. I grew up in Virginia. Okay. So I know good mac and cheese when I have it, good cornbread when I have it. You know, I know sort of how grandma made it versus mm-hmm. how it was presented. <laughs> I love... Uh, pimento cheese, and uh, pickles, you know, that whole gig, man. Was
1: you just reading my menu or something? (laughs) Nah, a little bit. But, you know, in Richmond,
2: Virginia, man, that's, you know, like, I went back to Richmond about 10 years ago, and the 20-year-olds coming out of school were opening restaurants, and that's what they were serving as, like, high-end food. And I was like, this is the shit I grew up on, (laughs) y'all. Like, this was at my table. One of the things that I loved about your story is that we talked about food, and then you went right from food to the kitchen being the place. And I always felt like in a kitchen, people found a place where they could be equal. You know what I mean? Like Mexican guys could hook up with the white guys and the girls. Like we, and everybody got along because
1: we were working. But then it's also, I don't know about today, Mm -hmm. but who actually sought out to be a chef? Right. The kitchen is full of delinquents. Right. Right. So like. You know, we all we're all the same.
2: Okay, Ratatouille, right? Ratatouille. It's the opening scene where she talks about where each person comes from. Yes, I absolutely thought of Bourdain's book, <laughs> like, where he was saying the guy serving your food probably just got out of jail. We're you all know? the same. Uh-huh. Like,
1: so it is a place of commodity. What's it like in your kitchen right now? It's what do you mean? It's a, it's, it's it's literally me. is it everywhere i look it's me right right you have people who may have never gotten a job anywhere else you have people formerly incarcerated you have people that just live in the community it's me Mm. right and i think that's important for me because i know how to support this cast right you talked about
2: you talked about trying to um keep Keith away from fresh and fresh and keep enough fresh in your life to keep Keith safe, but keep Keith away from fresh. Does that help you stay centered? Having a restaurant where you can see yourself and and the
1: employees, you can see how to help people and give them opportunities to help themselves. I think what works for me is yes, having those people around. I don't think that have too much to do with Keith and fresh. There's moments when fresh come up and this quote unquote success that i supposed to have it hasn't been a magic door right i didn't walk through a magic door and everything in my life prior to this just went away right. dissipated right that didn't happen and for anyone who think that there's a magic door i'm here to tell you it doesn't exist doors open and you walk through them all that stuff comes right through the door with you right It's how you manage it, and every day of your life, every moment, you have to fight to hold on to every step you take on the other side of that door. Every success, every benchmark, you have to fight to hold on to it because I'm here to tell you that there will be things that come to you that's going to hurt you emotionally, that if you have a fresh inside you, it's going to fight to the top. Mm-hmm. to deal with it i was on the line cooking when i got a call about my 76 year old father being murdered mm. right fresh want to take over and go tear some stuff up this is what i mean by keith has to be protected from fresh mm-hmm. because that's the nature of fresh Keith stayed on the line well fresh took me to the car (laughs) fresh took me out the restaurant to the car Mm -hmm. you know fresh made the phone calls Mm -hmm. then i had to pause take a moment and gather myself you know and and allow keith to come back to the forefront and, and drive the car see keith gotta always have the keys yeah you know, because Fresh would crash the car. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Fresh, you know, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, Fresh was this adapted sort of version of Keith. Yes. That, that you came... It's his nickname, she, Yeah, too. To, that you came yeah. up with to handle the streets. Keith was the... the in the story, I think, I think of Keith E. Cooking Grandma. You know thing. what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. That version of you that kept you safe in the streets still yeah. lives within you. Yes. And is accessible.
0: We're going to take just a quick break to tell you about a cool new product that Scott and I discovered, and we'll get back to our guest's amazing only one story in
2: just a minute. When I think back to all my time in kitchens, I think what made a great kitchen is all those epic stories, all all the different people, because you don't become a survivor by not having some skills, you know? And then finding a, a, a person who can help channel those skills into reaching a goal. Yes. It seems to kind of be where you're at now. And Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel Patterson. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he brought that to you. When he didn't give up on you. Yes. And you wanted to give up on it.
1: And to this day, he still helped me hone in or, or bring my skills. He is the person that encourages me to bring my skills from the streets Mm -hmm. and my experiences from the streets into where i'm at today they're transferable yeah 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 right the instincts are transferable you know being able to read people in the room are transferable you know yeah sure and so yeah like he is my biggest mentor that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The spectrum through what you've traveled in your life is <laughs> remarkable. And
2: Laura talked about some of the people that are invested in your current part of your journey. And mm-hmm. I, as you told your story, like we talked about a little bit earlier, I kept thinking, oh, that's like this show or that show. But then I'm thinking, this, this is there a is show. There's no, show, there like no yeah. show like this. There is no show like this. There
1: isn't. And the reason is, when I was in prison, I used to read a lot of urban tale books. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those books always had the same premise pretty much. It's four characters. It's a drug operation. One person snitches. One person's killed. One person is sentenced to life in prison or some mm. long-standing prison. The other one makes it out. No one ever tells us what the out is like. Right. You know? Mm. Right. Because the writers haven't lived it. They're right. creating something that they see or stories they told so when i wrote my book i can tell you this because i lived it but now let me tell you the missing part what it's like to get out of the game and i can tell you it's as hard or if not harder once you're out Mm. but that's not to discourage people it's just to make you aware
2: and the harder part is 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 the unfamiliar is that what you mean like, is it is, is the familiar easier for a lot of people? No,
1: it's definitely the familiar, the uncomfortable, right, mm-hmm. being uncomfortable. So you have grew accustomed to living a lifestyle with drugs, alcohol, and, and things like that. Sure. I almost lost everything due to my drug addiction, right? So now I have to deal with these things. So a lot of the issues and traumas that you acquired over the years, at some point, when you make it out, you have to face those right. I agree. in order to be successful. That's hard, right? Like me, you get opportunities. Like I've gotten opportunities when I first got started and you have to be trusting because you don't have the infrastructure or the financial backing to have a lawyer, take a look at documents sure. to advise you. So you have to be trusting of this person you just met. Yeah, that, that you ain't easy. And get exploited. Mm-hmm. That can be discouraging and hard. Like, you have shooters and killers in the hood, but, boy, there's people sitting around the table you in business meetings that's more ruthless than that. They will leave you dead alive. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. I do, man. Like, they will...
0: Play for free at Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: They will put you in an emotional place where you wish you was
2: dead. Yeah, and then that's when Fresh comes back because he's like, I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> and, and there
1: was a scene in the book where I felt that way, and Fresh. So when we, I was at Loco, you know, mm-hmm. Keith trying to do the right thing, and I felt that I got the short end of the stick and fresh clawed his way out mm-hmm. and said, I know how to deal with this. And what he do? He shut down the whole restaurant, put locks on the doors. And as the delivery trucks put up, told them, turn the shit back around and go to the warehouse. This business is no longer operational in my community. Damn, he is ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah, like, and you have to fight that. Because then when I thought about it, it's like, the very thing that has me hurting right now, I'm doing to the whole rest of the team, mm-hmm.
2: right? First of all, I'm going to read your. I don't read a lot. I do a lot of audible I have audio. I have audio. I, I'll check it out. You but I'm going to actually read. I'm going to read your book when I take my trip. I'm mm-hmm. going and I'm going to read her book. Another flex because I got her book. So I got <laughs> the two of you guys. The other thing I want to say is um. I love that the example you're setting for your community yeah. of, of the, uh, the character number four that makes it out. You're, you're writing that script yes. in real life, and uh, I wish you the best. Thank I, you. I'm so grateful you came uh, to be on our show. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you've got an infectious smile and a fantastic laugh. And Are I you flirting with me? <laughs> and I hope you guys tune into this uh, episode and uh, check out Keith Corbin. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, that was a great episode, honey. Mm-hmm. And now I want to thank all of our new Patreon members and thank the ones who keep sticking around. Yeah. We appreciate you guys.
0: Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Hey, honey, can you just quickly break down what happens when you join our Patreon?
2: Uh Sure. Basically, when you go on the site, which we've made super easy to join, yeah. there's a level for everybody starting at $5 a month. hmm after you join, you get access to all the exclusive bonus content and special opportunities. Uh, the best part is that your monthly fee allows us to keep bringing you all of these incredible stories like the one you just heard.
0: Yeah, and we really hope you're all enjoying the monthly storytelling videos and the Zoom hangs. Uh-huh. Come and hang with us, right? I know,
2: the Zoom hangs are so much fun. Yeah,
0: and the monthly membership, like Scott said, starts at just $5 a month. That's 0.8 Six, 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 seven cents per day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's uh, 68 cents a day, but I might have to check your math on that, honey. Uh, It's close enough. So which of our Patreons are we shouting out today?
0: Well, first up is Mercedes Cusick LMFT. Right
2: on, Mercedes.
0: She's certified in EMDR. She's a certified EMDR therapist, which means...
2: I know. I was going to say, what is that? Right? Mm -hmm. Um,
0: That Mercedes has advanced training in complex and developmental trauma. And she's doing something really, really special called EMDR intensives. Right on. So EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Simply by stimulating both sides of the brain, it helps heal the brain and desensitizes traumatic or upsetting memories. I I actually did it. Um, I actually did EMDR when I was dealing with some childhood trauma, like the bird We all know about me and the birds. Oh yeah, the
2: birds, yeah.
0: (laughs) So let me tell you, I was really stunned by the results.
2: Thanks for that, honey. This is something that everyone can benefit from. Uh, Maybe like Laura, you've experienced a disturbing or traumatic life event, a car accident, work-related event, sexual assault, crime-related traumas, traumatic medical procedures, maybe you've had a severe injury, some childhood bullying, military combat, or emotional abuse.
0: And if you've experienced any of these things, but like so many busy people, you just don't have the time for traditional EMDR, Mm -hmm. then Mercedes Individualized Concierge Curated Program is for you. These intensive range from half a day to several days, but they are the equivalent of, get this, two to six months of weekly therapy.
2: Wow, that's incredible. And I also want to add, because I think it's important, that there is no need to talk extensively about those disturbing experiences. And because this intensive format decreases treatment time, it also saves you a considerable amount of money in the long run.
0: Mm, exactly. So if you want to start feeling better now, and why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> then EMDR intensives are the way to go. So you want to click the link in our show notes, find mercyq Q6 website, Book your EMDR intensive today. That's Mercedes Cusick LMFT. She's a licensed trauma therapist located in Woodland Hills, California. And get this, as an exclusive offer only to our listeners, you will get, say it with me, hon, 10%, 10% off your off first session. session. So see our show notes for the website, www.mercedescusick.com.
2: Uh, honey, so what's new with How to Do the Pot podcast?
0: Oh, we just love this podcast, don't we? And we <laughs> we, we, do. love we don't Ellen. even smoke weed. I know, but uh-huh. we just love Ellen because she really breaks it down, uh, and she's one of our previous our favorite previous guests, right? Yeah. So How to Do the Pot is all about demystifying cannabis for women. Over the summer, they released their new Sleep One Hundred and One series. These are short episodes where real women share how cannabis helps women fall asleep, stay asleep. And not wake up with a weed hangover.
2: And weed is something that I feel like people have a lot of old ideas about.
0: Yeah, they do. And we're not talking about the shoebox of seeds and stems that your uncle had under his bed. (laughs) (laughs) On regular episodes of How to Do the Pot every week, you can listen to fun, short episodes that answer all the questions women secretly Google about cannabis. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. How to Do the Pot shares women's personal stories and advice from experts to help with solutions around stress sleep, sex, and chronic pain, with the goal of helping women feel more confident in their choices about cannabis. Check out How to Do the Pot, a podcast demystifying cannabis for women.
2: Right on. Next up is Cute Booty Lounge. Yay,
0: Cute Booty. We just had lunch with Kelly. <laughs>
2: yeah, we did. Cute Booty was a concept born in Kelly's garage in 2004.
0: Kelly Nishimoto.
2: Kelly. She was looking to make pants that embrace women's curves. Right.
0: Uh-huh. Particularly. Particularly the booty.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, but they were still polished enough to wear out and about. Mm-hmm. Her signature, her patented scrunch booty pockets. Cute Booty Lounge is made by women for women, by women, right here in the U.S., the company is incredible, female and minority owned. Go to cutebooty.com in our show notes and order yours today. I love mine. Yes. Uh, what do people say when you wear those leggings on? Huh? They say cute booty, booty. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Right on. And uh, another huge shout out to mm-hmm. uh, one of our supporters, Kathleen Hahn.
0: Hey, Kathleen. Yep.
2: Fantastic friend to the show. She's been around since before the inception. Super fan. Uh huh. We're always grateful. We are. And uh, thank you for all your support, spreading the word and listening to all the episodes and your feedback. We love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you so much for listening. The Only One in the Room is produced by the creative genius that is Scott Slaughter and edited by the uber-talented polymath Christina Barsi and her team at Avon House Productions. Hey, you're still listening? Good. Please subscribe right now while you're thinking about it, quick, before you forget. And be sure to like and leave us a review of the show. Want to connect with some other Only One listeners? Be sure to join our private Only One in the Room Facebook group, or check out Patreon on our website for exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. And do you have an Only One in the Room story that you'd like to share? Please send it to theonlyonepod at gmail.com.